This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's a Monday and it's the Bob McCowan podcast and uh, John Shannon is here um, with me. And Hello, Robert. Not, we, good morning. We have no guest today. Um, no what? one wants to appear with you, apparently. No, no, I get that feeling a lot. Yeah, well, you know, we talked to hundreds, thousands of uh, potential guests. I'm surprised you showed up. Is, well, is, uh, is Shannon on? And I said, no, yeah, he's on. And he said, oh, well, I'm busy. Yeah. So make of that. It's like being at home, just like being at home. So a few things to discuss uh, here in, um, in reflection of what has taken place over the past few days. If you live in Tampa Bay and you are a sports fan, um, uh, you better enjoy this because this is the kind of thing that, I mean, doesn't just happen occasionally or even rarely. It almost never happens that you have, they have three major professional sports franchises. One has already won a championship, the Lightning. Another is um, in the finals, which is to say um, the Rays are in the World Series. And what we saw on Sunday afternoon, late Sunday afternoon, was a, and a very impressive performance by the Buccaneers who dismantled the previously unbeaten Green Bay Packers to the tune of, what, 38 to 10, something like that. It was. So uh, you got one down, one close, and I think, you, you know, based on yesterday's performance, and I know that there were people, Peter King talked about Tampa Bay at the beginning of the year, um, we've had a few people mention Tampa Bay as a, uh, the Buccaneers as a possible, um, well, Super Bowl contender. But you got to feel pretty good, don't you, if you're in Tampa right now? And, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe only won one out of the three. But, wow, wow what a year. You, you don't see it very often. You don't see in many cities. Uh, this opportunity. I mean, heck, maybe maybe the Raptors, when the NBA season starts, maybe the Raptors should fly to Tampa, and and give them a fourth opportunity as the in the fourth sport. But uh, I guess all the pressure now is on Tom Brady, right? Because you know he's not reacted to pressure well in his career. Well, I don't know. Uh, Do you think he's under pressure? I mean, <laughs> no, I, I I'm being a little tongue in cheek based on uh, I. I think a lot of people didn't think he would play this well, though. I, I think that everybody thought that, uh, you know, the way his career ended in New England with a pick six uh, was going to be the way his his career would end, period. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, he and Bruce Arians have that offense going in the right direction. The defense is really good. Uh, and and they are, you're right, they're a team. Uh, I actually thought about exactly what you talked about yesterday, Bob, when, when Tampa advanced uh, to the World Series and then, and then the way the, the football team plays is, can you imagine the trifecta 
of all three teams winning a championship within the same sports calendar year, well, that to mul- me is remarkable. Multi-millions to one. Yeah. It, I think I could say a million to one, but that's not high enough. I think realistically it's well, multi-millions I, to one. You know, there, there were times where um, a couple of teams, like whether it was an NBA team and, uh, and the football team, were good, but I don't remember three teams in the same city uh, in my lifetime being this good and this dominant. Now, you write about Tampa, you write about the Bucs. It's a little early to be talking about this. Sure. But at the same time, uh, they looked pretty darn good yesterday against the Packers. Well, I think the extraordinary thing about it, too, is this is one of the smallest markets in professional sport. Not only is it a small market, it is a market dominated by geezers like you and I. Who hold, have, on, uh, hold on, who, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, like you, who have gone to pasture in uh, in Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, and um, you know are living off their old age pensions, and you know going to um, five uh, five p.m. dinners because they're you know two ninety nine. You know what? Do you know we had dinner yesterday? You know what time we had dinner yesterday, Bob? Uh, My wife decided to have the dinner at four thirty. I almost tweeted out. I almost tweeted out. I thought I was in a happy hour I, I <laughs> at rest a senior's my case. buffet. I it was unbelievable. Rest my case. You are old and um, and you're ready for Florida, <laughs> and specifically Tampa, St. Peter, Clearwater. E- any of those will work. But I mean, this is a tiny, tiny market. I, I yes, it is. I didn't do the research. I don't know if it's the smallest market in um, in professional sports, but it's among them it'd be in the five smallest, wouldn't you say? I would. Yeah, I, I think it's when you – I mean, the actual city of Tampa, not fair, but the actual city of Tampa, I think, is under 300,000 people. And then you add St. Pete and Clearwater in there. And, right. and you know, you, are you at a million? Maybe you are. No, I, I, think, I think there's closer to 2 million in the, within 50 really? miles. Yeah, within yeah. 50 miles. Well, you know, it depends that's on that's still many. small. Well, Yeah. But here's the um, thing. So, 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 wh- why? Lifestyle, really nice, really nice weather. Why? Why? What? Before why, I. Why? 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 Why are baseball teams that good there? Why is the hockey team that good there? Why are they able to draw well, free agents to about, play there? Well, look taxes? at this. Are we all talking taxes? No, 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 no. We're talking. Well, no taxes. You know, taxes are pretty decent there. So. Sure. Um, no state tax. So, yeah. you know, you, you, you don't pay as much as other places. You still yeah. pay 38% federal tax, but you, you don't pay. Yeah, the cost tax. of living is not high there. It's probably, it's, it's generally pretty low. I mean, if you want to buy a house on the ocean, you know, you're going to pay, but sure. you know, if you want to live inland a little bit, you know, it's not that expensive. Look, the intriguing thing to me is um, the economics do not, necessarily support the theory that a city as small as Tampa can accomplish this. Look, the baseball team for many years has had, if not the lowest, among the three lowest um, salary bases in all of baseball. Um, Oakland, Pittsburgh would be the other two that would jump to mind. There may be a couple of others that are in there. And, and I, I know they're in the bottom five. I sure. don't know. Exactly mi- their, their, their baseball payroll this year, $70 million. So they're in the bottom five. Yeah. Um, 
to win a championship with a $70 million payroll, this is an extraordinary accomplishment. And this team has been good, maybe not this good, but has been good for quite a period of time. So, you know, we can talk all you, and they go against a team that's at the other end of the spectrum, the Los Angeles Dodgers, whose payroll is probably close to $200 million. Yes. And well, they've already beat, they already beat the other team that has the, the big payroll in the Yankees, right? Right. They already beat them. Yeah. So, but there's, there, there's something. Now, hockey, I was going to say hockey, the, the payroll, you know, they, they now. Well, their payroll is actually, the hockey payroll is actually bigger than the baseball payroll. Well, and it's to the cap basically, but it was not always that way. Right now it's over the cap. (laughs) Yeah, but it was not always that way in, in the, in the, for the, I don't know, first five, 10 years, they were closer to the bottom. Because they didn't draw enough fans, there wasn't enough well, interest. Blah blah. It blah, wasn't blah. a great hockey market. No, I it mean wasn't. it wasn't a great hockey market. No, it's, you know, it's become that. But yeah, it has. They've they've done a marvelous job there. The new building, you now it's not new now, but the the, the building that uh, got uh, put up uh, in the early two thousands, uh, that it really has become a hub of uh, of the downtown core. Uh, the, the real big change in the, on the hockey side, Bob, was ownership. Um, Jeffrey Vinnick, who Gary Bettman uh, knew and met in Boston, he was a small owner of the Red Sox, and he was a, he was in the financial world. He convinced him to buy. He got a hell of a deal. He he bought the arena and the hockey club for about a hundred million dollars. Uh, and you know darn well it wasn't really a hundred million dollars. Um, that was what we they said publicly. Um, and Vinick has, has become the poster child for sports ownership. He well, has treated okay. people, he has treated people well. He, yeah. he let his hockey people do the job. He's big in the community. Um, it's, it truly is an amazing story of ownership doing the job there long before the technocrats of the sport doing it. But, 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 you will remember when he took over the franchise, he looked like another one of those egomaniacal, I'm going to have fun, I'm going to play with my toy kind of guys. Did he not have his kid skate with the team? I, I, I don't remember that, but I trust you that that, that, that happened. I I will tell you right now, the moment he hired Steve Eiserman, it changed. And Steve Eiserman became the credibility. Eiserman has proven to be um, an exceptional front office guy. Yep. But historically, great players have not done well at coaching or managing or as executives. You're right. So I can make the argument back to you as to that Vinnick may not be smart. He may have been lucky that, that hiring Iserman was probably nothing more than a, well, we got to get people in the building. We got to get people excited. Here's a guy, you know, it's not going to cost us $5 million or whatever, you know, here's a guy we'll we'll make him the the beginning, not in the beginning. Yeah. And here's we'll make him the general manager, and he'll sell hockey in in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Now I give him credit for it because it worked out. But yeah, look, you could have argued against the wisdom of that decision, right? No, I, I honestly no. 
Uh, sure. In hindsight, time, you had no idea that 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 Eisenman was. Well, but you, but you, but you know how you know how um, you know how it works in the National Hockey League. When an owner comes in, there's a checklist of people that get asked. Uh, who should I? Who should I hire? Where are they going? Everything gets run through the commissioner's office. Um, and I'll tell you right now, when when Eiserman became available as the manager, he was at the top of everybody's list. He was going to be the next great general manager, or the, why? Given the opportunity, why? Uh, why? Because he was he, a great player? No, because nobody he knew. Took, no, because so he, he, so he, he took the couple, time. Because he spent a couple of years in Detroit. Five in fact, okay. to, to sit and work with, with uh, Devilano and Bowman and Kenny Holland uh, to learn the ins and outs of the game. And, I mean, this, this was not the first job that he was offered, uh, but this was I, the one I that was the most attractive. I give you all that. What and, when I you, said... and when you started, when you start, when you start with Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos, because they were there before he was, you're doing okay. Well. I mean, you might have been the day, manager can, of the Tampa Lake. Look, you can manage your ass off, and if the players aren't any good, you know, you're getting fired. That's the way it works. It's true. Period. True. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, an extraordinary time if you live in Tampa Bay. Here's the other interesting thing. When we, when this pandemic crap started and sports was shut down, um, then it was announced that they were going to come back with a variety of different formats. And effectively, the National Football League will be the first post-pandemic to actually play a full season, we think. Having said that, um, let's take a look at what has happened so far. We thought this was going to be a goofy asterisk year that anything could happen. Anybody could win. Mm -hmm. You got to play 162 in baseball. You got to play 82 in hockey and basketball. And if you play less than that, oh, all kinds of crap's going to happen. Well, what's happened? Tampa Bay won the Stanley cup. What were they second or third choice? Um, uh, they were, yeah, they were, they were top three for sure. Yeah. 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 Like Boston had a better record than anybody else. I forget. Mm, not in the East. No, they were the top two seeds. Okay. So, not a surprise. No. Pretty predictable. Mm -hmm. um, baseball. Best team in the American League? Well, Tampa was. Over, over 60 games. Now, you got to play 162. 60 games isn't enough. Blah, 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 blah. Poppy 60 games, 60 games in Major League Baseball is usually when managers and, and general managers say, okay, yeah. we have to decide whether we're going to keep them or trade them. Exactly. <laughs> so they play 60 games. Tampa Bay is the best team in the American League. Where are they now? They're in the World oh, Series. They're in the World Series. Last time. 60 games in the National League. Who is the number one team? Dodgers. Dodgers. They're in the World Series. Mm -hmm. No surprise. Shouldn't be. No surprise. Basketball. So they play. It's a little closer to a, a, a full season. Who did everybody predict would, would, would be in the final? Who did everybody or most people predict would win the championship? Well, the Lakers were supposed to win. L.A. Lakers. 
Did they and, win? And, and the best the best matchup was supposed to be the Western Conference final between the, Clippers the Lakers and, and the, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, but the Lakers were the team that most people thought would win the NBA championship, and they did. Really, the only outlier is the Miami Heat. Because none of us had the Miami Heat ahead of the Raptors or the Celtics. Or the Bucs. Yeah, but they didn't win. At the no, end of the day... No, but they, got to, but they got to the final. They you got know, the finals. My point is that the, the teams that we thought, that the consensus thought, would be good and would be champions have become champions, mm -hmm. regardless the pandemic, regardless the goofy schedules, regardless being isolated uh, and been put in a cocoon, whether they were or they weren't. No matter what, it's been normal. He, and and he, I, we were all talking about asterisks at the beginning oh. of this because these, these wouldn't, be, wouldn't be warranted champions because it's different. Well, forget no. the asterisks. The good because, teams won. Because... Because in the end, what all the leagues did uh, so far have uh, maintained and respected the integrity of their playoff systems, which is to say... Oh, BS, that, they have not. Oh, they, they, have, they not. have, Bob. They have, Bob. Wait because, a second. Listen. The, the National Hockey League had a play-in thing. That's not... Yeah, but there was, yeah, but there was still... They still, got to, they still got to 16 games. You still need 16 teams. You got 16 games to win. The Stanley Cup. You you played. Oh, come on. You, Every, you paid they, best of they seven only invited, no, They only the invited only the teams that were that could could get in. Then they invited a couple more that okay. had a chance. Okay. The Phoenix Suns in the NBA won eight straight games during that little bubble. It was and called the. Still it was called, get in. It was called the regular season. That was the end of the regular season. Here's my point, though. If wow. if 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 any of the leagues had gone and said no we're gonna we're gonna compromise best of seven series to your point if they had compromised best of seven series well, be we would be having we would be know. having different we would be having different conversations we, we maybe we, we, we would john yeah. but you don't know you don't know that atlanta would have beat the dodgers three to one in a best of five because blah 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 you can't say that you i just can't. did i just did well you could yeah, you can say whatever you want, but that doesn't make it smart or right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think that maintaining the integrity of a best-of-seven series was the best thing that all the sports leagues did once it got down to, can we make sure there is no asterisk? Well, why wouldn't they? At the end of the Time, day, try, the reason the bubble, leagues... Wait a sec. The reason these leagues came back is what? Money. Thank you. Yeah. To to playoff money to honor to honor the broadcast contracts and advertisers who had committed and they were in danger of having to give them a whole crap load of money back. Correct. And they solved that problem. Now, did they make money? NHL? No. NBA? Yeah, probably made a little bit. I'm not their sure. TV, I think their TV I, deal's pretty good. It was, but it's a lot better they were, than the they, they didn't want they didn't want to give it back. They, they, you know, if, I mean, these, these things that they were yeah, already yeah, yeah. counting their, well, they were already counting saying. the pennies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, well, so my, but my point well, is, my point the is. Motivation is cake dollars, you know, I understand that. but well, my, I'm not giving my point. credit for, for being greedy. No, but I th think that the, the, the reason there is no asterisk is not because of, 
anything other than the difficulty of winning the championship remained the same. That's why there's no asterisk. There's no asterisk because of, well, they got their TV money. There's no asterisk because they got their marketing dollars. The asterisk does not exist here because it was damn hard again to win, you know, the Larry O'Brien trophy, the Stanley cup. And it will, and it will be have difficult, difficult for the, the Dodgers or the Rays uh, to win the world series trophy. It's all positive light with you, isn't it? It's a Monday. I'm in a good mood. Clearly. You're always in a good mood. You're, you're always ready to bend over. Well, somebody needs to be in a good mood on this show. Look, I'm making, I'm trying to make points here that I, I hope people are interested in and are reasonably relevant, but I'm not trying to suck up to everybody because I might get a job there someday, or I, I used to work with work I there. I don't need a job, Bob. Well, then stop sucking up. All right, one more topic. <laughs> Just because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I'm wrong. Oh, yes, it does. No That's way. That's exactly what it means. Come now, on. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs have retained the services of another geezer. Yes. Uh, Joe Thornton, um, spec, it was been speculated for about a week now that he might uh, become a Toronto Maple Leaf. Now I hear he got like 700,000, but I assume minimum, he got the minimum salary. Yep. Yeah. There's bonuses and stuff, aren't there? There can be, but he got his salary is the minimum being, being as old as he is. He has the opportunity to earn bonus dollars. Yes. I think that's what I just said. I'm agreeing with instead you. of agreeing with me. You oh, you don't to- like it when I agree with you. Go on it. No, you had to try and make it your story and explain to people how I am wrong and you are right. Last I checked, this is your. I said seven hundred thousand. That's what I said. That's all I said. I didn't go into the other stuff. Now, the reason Joe Thornton he says wanted to become a Toronto Maple Leaf is because he he pines to win. A Stanley Cup. Now, Joe Thornton is over in Davos, Switzerland. Is that right? Playing for HC Davos. (laughs) Does he know who the Toronto Maple Police have on the team? Has Has he followed this team at all? He's an Ontario guy, right? Yeah, he lives in, uh, he's from London, St. Thomas, that area. Yeah, uh, mom and dad are still in St. Thomas? Yeah. Is he not paying attention? Has he been in a coma since 1967? Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a cup in 53, 54 years. And when was they the last time they won a playoff a series? Cup. They have not been to a Stanley Cup final. No. In 53, 54 years. They have been to one semifinal. 53, 54 years. The Gretzky, Gilmore, you know. Was there another one? Yeah. What was the other one? Tell me the other one. Uh, It was 1999. Buffalo. And they lost to Buffalo and Dom Hasek in five games. That was the conference final. You sure? Yeah. I I actually. All right. I was in. I was in. I was in. No one cares where you were. 
It doesn't matter where you were. Remember, you, then the, the, remember, you, remember, like, the, remember the following series, Brett Hall scored with his foot in the, in the Well, case. I remember that, yes. Yeah, that's that year. Well, then I apologize for my, uh, my inaccuracy. Having said that, there is almost no team over the past 53 years that has been as crappy as the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Joe Thornton is trying to convince us, somebody, that the reason he signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs is because he, he wants a chance to win the Stanley Cup. So, in the face of this ridiculous argument that Thornton is making, I have done some research. <laughs> I know. Wait, hold on, ladies. Do we, can, we, is there, can we get music or fanfare here? This, we should have a drum roll. This is a, really have... che- this is a cheap show. And uh, we don't even have a sponsor for this show, which raises the question, why are we even doing it? But having said that. For the love of the game, Bob. Yeah, maybe for you. The Toronto Maple Leafs are 20 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. There are six or seven teams that Las Vegas rates higher than the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. And... Because Toronto Maple Leaf fans are so dedicated and so stupid, they invariably bet on the hometown six. And so the odds really should be 40 or 50 to one, not 20 to one. Sure. What in the name of the baby Jesus is Thornton talking about then? You know what? I, I, we touched on this on the last podcast on, on the roundtable. All of these guys uh, that, that grew up in Southern Ontario that, uh, you know, that w- in their childhood lives, Doug Gilmore was the greatest Maple Leaf of all time. And that yeah, they were tra- all Leaf fans. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 And, and so I, I think that at some point, uh, and, and when you look from outside, it does look like the grass is greener. You know, players that play here think it's the greatest place once they get inside uh, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, and I think Thornton just has uh, yearned to put on that jersey once in his life after starting in Boston and after all the – I mean, he, from a lifestyle perspective, to think that he's going to leave Northern California is, to me, amazing. Amazing. Um I think he's closer to winning the Stanley Cup with the Maple Leafs than he would be if he signed with the Sharks. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah, but uh, I just think I think this is fulfilling a childhood dream just once. And how many times have we seen this, Bob? I mean, the, some of the greatest players uh, in the last thirty years have have come to Toronto, whether it be traded or signed. Eric Lindros, Brian Leach, Ron Francis. Phil House, they've all come here thinking that they can be that last little. Yeah, how's that worked uh, out? And it doesn't. It doesn't, um, because this is this is a this is such a fishbowl. I I mean, if, if we can get if we get back to normalcy, and I'm not sure we ever will. Um, and Thornton, Thornton sees this lifestyle on a regular basis. He will yearn for San Jose again. So if Thornton and Spezza get on the ice at the same time. Which is not possible. Well, because they both play the same position, right? Well, but basically, although Thornton can play wing. Actually, well, Spezza can play wing but now. But theoretically, 
Sure, John. they're both centers. They're both centers. Theoretically, they could get on the ice at the same time. Combined, 80 years old. Yes. 80. <laughs> yeah. They should, be in they should be in Tampa. Spencer's 39, right? 37, I think. No. I think, yeah. he's, I think he was 38 last year. He's going to okay. be 39 this year. I didn't do my research. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So, I'm probably so, wrong. You're so, off. But here, here, here's, here's the thing is that in, in talking to a couple of people with the organization over the weekend, they, they, you know, they think that Thornton is their number four center. Uh, they actually, and, and I would, if, if they get to a schedule great. that's great. No, no, no. But, but if they get to a and schedule. I'll tell you when it gets to the Stanley cup final, boy, I'll tell you, I focus a lot on the number four center when I'm deciding who's going to win. Well, for $700,000, that's, I mean, Freddie Goche well, was making fine. the same much. So, he, no, but here's my point with, if, if we get to a schedule where they, they're this, it's compacted or it's three and a lot more three and four or two and three, I would be surprised to see Spets and Thornton in the lineup at the same time. Well, I am too. My whole point. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if, A, there's a, an expanded roster, in particular if the pandemic continues, um, and then and you're, you're able to use your roster a little different. And so, I mean, perhaps Spets plays uh, on a Thursday, and if they have a back-to-back -back on the Friday, it's Thornton's turn. Look. Uh, ha, you know, Spets is a, uh, was a, was a, was a very good player. Thornton was, um, maybe well, they're better. both superstars. They maybe were both better. superstars. Yeah. Both, yeah. And they're at the end of the, their careers and I got nothing against them. Congratulations. I suspect both of them will go into the hockey hall of fame. Um, that's a good question. I, that's a good question. Well, I don't care about it. I don't want to get into that. that. That is the least of my concerns is what that, that you said it, that clandestine group that gathers there. In great secrecy, you with, were the one who brought it up, with, Rob. With hoods over them and ski masks, or now hey. they can just wear COVID masks when they when they're there, so no one knows what they're doing or who, what they're talking. About. I couldn't care less who they put in or not. Ever since Lanny McDonald Thornton, dissed you, ever, ever since Lanny McDonald dissed you, you have been, you know, you, you've been anti. No, no, no. I, I couldn't care less about Lanny McDonald. Um. <laughs> Or anybody else, for that matter, now that I think of it. <laughs> That's good. Oh, hey, it's a regular Monday. Oh, my opinion on the Hockey Hall of Fame predates Lanny McDonald. I can assure you of that. Your hockey... Assure the, you the, of that. Your opinion of the Hockey Hall of Fame predates Cyclone Taylor. Are you kidding me? Well, there's some truth in that, too. <laughs> Cyclone Taylor's in the Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> yes, he is. There you go. I wouldn't have put him in. Oh, sure. As someone who's people had season tickets people, for people. all of Cyclone Taylor's games, I can tell you it wasn't that good. You're, and all you're just the people in, you, people in Vancouver thought they liked you. Now you're ripping Cyclone Taylor. I mean, you, you know. Ah, to hell with everybody. Uh, hey, by the way, before we go, are we going? We got to go. What? No, I, I just, we, we better mention, and the news came out early, early the, uh, Monday morning, uh, that Mike Emmerich, the voice of Hot. Hockey in the United States in his mid-70s now, 47 years in the industry. He called that Tampa Stanley Cup final. Um, is retiring. Good for him. Yeah. So I just want to wish Mike Emmerich the best. Fantastic job for all those years and for all I'm those sure decades. I'm sure he was on the show, wasn't he? He was on the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We might even get him on the podcast. Well, we should do that. Okay. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I'm, so I'm shocked. Oh. So Go through your long list of hockey contacts. Yes. And look under the E. 
Oh, it, it, it's, it starts with E, does it? Yes. Thanks, Doc. Somebody's got to tell you. Okay. Um, is that enough? I think that's enough. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm exhausted as well. We'll do it again on uh, Wednesday if uh, the crick don't rise. Um, happy early part of the week to you, John. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Bite me. Uh, it's McCallan for Shannon. See you next time on the podcast. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.